We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. You see, I want you to notice now that, uh, that this actually happened. Somebody asked me one time, I said, what do you think about that? Well, I said, I don't think anything about it. This fellow told me, he said, oh, you're bound to have some thought, uh, talking about this scripture here, read it to me. He said, what do you think about it? Read just where I'm read right down there and stuff. I said, well, I don't think anything. Oh, you're bound to. No, I said, no, well, he said, you're bound to. You, you think it happened, didn't you? I said, no, I don't think anything about it at all. I just know it happened by the Bible said it happened. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It. And so he just stopped and said to him, what is this $5,000 that keeps coming up before me? See, in his spirit, it just kept rising up. The man said, well, my brother and I were in business together, and he was an older brother, and he, he died. And, and so I had furnished uh, the money. I was a partner, and, you know, and he did the work. But now we're partners, you know, we just split it even, the profits, so on. His wife didn't want to carry the business on. She knew nothing about it. She just told me, you go ahead and just liquidate everything, sell out, you know. And so he said, I didn't say anything to her, but I felt like, well, I put in some extra work here, and I just kept $5,000 of her part back. Of course, she didn't know the difference, you know. And the Spirit of God was telling off on him, you see. And so Lake said, I said to him, well, do you have $5,000 in the bank? Oh, yeah, I got much more than that. Well, he said, okay, write it. You have your checkbook with you? Yeah. He said, okay, write out a check for $5,000. Make it out to your sister-in-law, and you can get an envelope over there off of that desk and address it to her and go down here and mail it. In fact, there's a stamp. Go, go down and mail it on the corner mailbox and come back, and I'll pray for you. <laughs> See, we, 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 we rush into praying for some people too quickly. Amen. Now, see, we, we have to. If we're just going to be there a few days, like our healing crusades, well, you just have to go ahead. I know ahead of time everybody's not going to get healed. They could, but they're not because they're not in, always in position to do so. But, you see, you don't have time to teach them, and, and you'll get a certain percent of them healed. Just like I know you're not going to get everybody saved, but, you, you know, they could all get saved. But you know from experience you're not going to get everybody saved. But those that will respond, you'll get a certain percent of them saved. You still out there? <laughs> so the man met and made that check to his sister-in-law, came back late and laid hands on him, and was instantly healed, made perfect. So we need to realize, that's the point I'm making right now, that, that, there, ha that there is an obedience now, there's something else I believe the Lord wants me to emphasize today, and I'm just uh, not teaching these, these weeks from notes. And I did open my notebook up here, but I haven't said anything that's there yet. I may get around to it next week sometime. <laughs> but uh, I'm just endeavoring to follow the Spirit of God in this. And, and there's something else I, I know in my spirit the Lord wants me to emphasize. So we, we was right there in that 19th verse of this 5th chapter of John. Now, let's go back and read again. I know we've read this before, but I won't emphasize something here. You see, uh, let's just start in with the first verse of this fifth chapter again. Uh, after this, this is the first verse of the fifth chapter of John's Gospel. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these, 
lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now, you see, I want you to notice now that, uh, that this actually happened. Somebody asked me one time, I said, what do you think about that? Well, I said, I don't think anything about it. This fellow told me, he said, oh, you're bound to have some thought, uh, talking about this scripture here, read it to me. He said, what do you think about it? Read just where I've read, right down there and stuff. I said, well, I don't think anything. Oh, you're bound to. No, I said, no. Well, he said, you're bound to. You, you think it happened, didn't I? I said, no, I don't think anything about it at all. I just know it happened. The Bible said it happened. I don't have any thoughts on it. I mean, that's what the Bible said happened, so that's what happened. Now, that, that, that uh, reveals this fact to us. You see, now, Jesus is not inv involved on this healing. God, in his own right of divine sovereignty, just initiates some, some things on his own sometimes in the areas of healing. But that's not God's best. Are you listening to him? Jesus came along. Here's one fellow that couldn't get in on that, but he got healed. Jesus came along, he says. Certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie, he knew he had been now a long time in that case. Well, now, how'd Jesus know? We'd say in that condition. How'd Jesus know the fellow had been a long time in that condition? By revelation of the Spirit of God, we call it the word of knowledge. It's revealed to him, in other words. So he said to him, Will I be made whole? The important man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is a Sabbath day, it's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed, and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed, and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. Now again, he didn't know who it was that healed him. Now notice, for Jesus had conveyed himself away a multitude being in that place. In other words, this one man out of five porches full, this one man got healed and Jesus just left him. Why didn't he heal somebody else? Why didn't he heal all of them? Well, you see, in one area of ministering, healing, when you're ministering with what we call gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of those gifts only happen or come as the Spirit wills. So he could only minister to the one that the Spirit directed him to. Are you listening? Well, that's one area of healing. It's not the only one, only one method. It's not the only method, but it is one way or one method. And, and that's the reason you'll see sometimes the same thing happen in multitudes, crowds. Of the, the speaker, you know, of the Spirit of God will speak to him sometimes. Sometimes he'll, he'll minister different ways. I've had the Spirit of God just point people out to me, you know. I didn't know him, never seen him before in my life, you know. But I, I, my eyes fastened on him. The Spirit of God said, that man right there, tell me what's wrong with him. And I and tell him, and the Spirit would say to me, you tell him that I told you, I knew it was the Lord by the Spirit speak. Sometimes he'll tell me just to, just to tell him don't lay hands on him, don't touch him. Just tell him he's healed. And I've told him, they've examined himself. In fact, in fact, I've had the Lord to point people out to me and say, now sometimes you'll have him tell, he'll tell you sometimes, tell him come down and lay your hands on him. 
But uh, oftentimes I've had him also said, see that man right there? And I'd look back and see him. Now that man's a sinner man. They've been saved his life. But he has a hernia or a rupture. And uh, I want you to tell him he's healed. And so uh, I pointed to the fellow, you know, and sometimes folks around said, you told me, no, no, that man right behind you there. See, I didn't know him. And he said, uh, me? Yeah. I've had this happen more than once. I said, yeah, stand up. He stood up. I said, stand out now. I said, the Lord shows me you're a sinner. Well, I said, you're right so far. He shows me you have a hernia or a double rupture. Now, I have had, he said, come lay hands on. But again, I said, again, the, the man said, well, you're right again. I said, the Lord told me to tell you to heal. Without thinking, he sort of, you know, started to examine himself. And then just looks so startled. He said, it's gone. It's gone. Well, that's what the Lord said. <laughs> Praise God. I was preaching out a full gospel uh, convention in Phoenix, Arizona. 1965. 19, six, January 1965. And uh, I was teaching an afternoon on faith. And so I was just teaching away. You know, it was just a Bible lesson on sub faith. Not, not, not having a laying on a hand service, not praying for anybody, just teaching, that's all, just teaching. And so the word of the Lord came unto me saying, there was a person that was blind, totally blind, their right eye was just healed. So I just spoke that out. Well, now there's a lady sitting here, right, like these fellows are here, and there's one lady there on the front too. And so when I said that, your right eye instantly, she'd, whoa, it's me, me. <laughs> and she could see, she is totally blind. Now, not only that, at the same time, there were four other people that are totally blind, their right eye always instantly healed. Sometimes you see when the Spirit of God's moving, you know, you know, the Word of God teaches us that the Holy that water is a type of the Holy Ghost. Don't the Bible teach that? I said, doesn't the Bible teach that? Now, when it comes to the new birth, because there is the work of the Spirit of God, it's the Holy Spirit that recreates your spirit and imparts eternal life unto your spirit through the Word of God. And so the water Jesus said, I give you will be in you, a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. Well of water. Well, water's in the well. Glory to God. But Jesus said, the last day of the feast, he stood and cried and said, Ho, everyone is a thirst. Let him come unto me and drink. John 7, 37 through 39. For he that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly, our innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, there is a work of the Holy Ghost in your life in the new birth, a well of water springing up in everlasting life. But there is an experience of being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, whereby rivers, not one river, rivers of living water flow out of you to help bless others. The water in you is just for your own benefit. But the water flowing out of you is for the benefit of others. But the point I wanted to make was this, that Jesus teaching about the Holy Ghost said, but this spake he of the Holy Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive for us. Yet the Holy Ghost is not given, because Jesus is not yet glorified. Now, I want you to notice this. That the rivers are flowing. Did you notice out of your innermost being? So flow, 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 flow. Did you ever see a flowing river? You have, haven't you? Well, you see, the thing about it is, just because one man got into that flow and, and, and went down the river, everybody that gets in will go with it. So you see, the Spirit of God said there's a person with a blind eye, but the rest of the people realize and recognize the flowing of the river, and they just got in too and went with it. And if you'll do that when the spirits are flowing in a certain direction, just get with it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. 
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month we're offering three Bible study courses by Kenneth E. Hagan on faith, healing, and the Holy Spirit and His gifts. Also in this package is Brother Hagen's Faith Food Daily Devotional for Summer and a book by Kenneth W. Hagen titled, What Comes After Faith. Lastly is Lynette Hagen's four-CD set, Releasing God's Power Through Prayer. All these items at the special discounted price of $80. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Listen, we've got RBTC Fall Enrollment. Yes. You can still apply all the way up to August the 15th. You can go to rbtc.org and slash apply. And it gives you all the information about applying and so forth. Or if you don't want to apply, uh, you're not, you, you, you just want to know more about the school, you can yes. find out uh, all about the school there also if you go to rbtc.org and they'll give you all that information. That's right. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.